This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Welcome back to winter. Good morning. It is 6 a.m. and it's all of about 27 degrees outside. <laughs> this the day after it was like 62 degrees at this very same time. I left for work. I got here just before 4 this morning and it was 20, 26. Yeah, I think 26 when I rolled in here this morning and it's uh, it's not getting any warmer. So the day after we had what we had, we're going to have this. Now, the good news is it'll pop back up. I say pop back to around 48 today. And then uh, we'll end up back in the 70s by the weekend. What's and, the wind looking like today? Uh, well, it was really windy on the way here. Did you get yeah. that too? Uh-huh. That's, yeah. that's what I thought. I was like, not only was it 20-something degrees, but it was also windy yeah, in case very. I didn't think it was bad enough. So. Yeah, as a matter of fact, at one point I thought, does my car need an alignment? And I just got, you know, we're yeah. driving, I'm driving almost 1,300 miles a week. And so we, I'll, have to, I'll actually have to have two oil changes in the midst of the time that we're going to and from Oklahoma City. Man. So I got one of them just the other day, but I thought, you know, they rotated the tires and all this. And I said, guys, just make make sure everything's okay. And this this morning, I just jumped sideways. And I thought, mm-hmm. God, we need an alignment. And then I realized it was the wind. So, yes, it is very windy out there. And it's going to be that way most of the day. Uh, but it's going to go away. I mean, we're this is the, the death throes of winter, if you will. And we'll get on into spring. It won't be that long. We'll be back, as I said, up into the 70s by the weekend. And even though next week is a little cooler, it's still 50s to 60s. So, and that'll yeah. probably get better. 602, it's the Blitz 1170 on a Wednesday. Welcome in. He's Bryce Hulse. I am Rick Corey. This is the day we will have eight in the building. Okay. Troy Aikman. Oh, my. He's going to be uh, with the folks at Channel 6, KOTV, out on the porch. Wow. So, and, and I'm sure our afternoon guys know that and uh, will uh, do everything they can to kidnap him. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a joke. Uh, Led briefly and get him over here in the studio. He, of course, is debuting his eight beer, Troy Aikman. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's having a private event today. And then he's going around to distributors and places like that to help, obviously, promote the product. And we're going to have Tom Gilbert on Friday. He's our beer dude. The um, and he does the writes the what's the ale um, beer column, which he's done for years. And Tom has uh, had not tried it yet, but he's going to the event today. He's going to give it a shot, and then he'll be with us on Friday, and he can review it. I told Tom we actually need to have him come up, and we can do some samples. See, I, you can't, but I can. You're touching the control board. I'm not. Yeah. So I can sit in here and I can have a little schnoz and just give it a try and see what it's like. And it's not it's not against FCC rules. You know, I just I don't want to feel comfortable with that. So I don't think we should actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my old partner and I tried uh, when Screwball first came out. The oh, yeah. peanut butter whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy who was promoting it at the time is the guy from Rookie of the Year. Thomas, I can't remember his last his whole name, but he's the he was he played that he was the thirteen year old who played the key role in Rookie of the Year. Thomas Ian something, I believe it is. I know you're googling. Uh, Thomas Ian Nicholas. There we go, Thomas Ian Nicholas. So he was up to he was actually up for a, a Comic Con type thing. 
And he was, you know, they go to those things, right? And he was rookie of the year, right? So he's, I'm, I'm talking about the movie. <laughs> you have to look, and you might have to look that up. It's an older one, but, mm-hmm. uh, and he also had a band. And he, so he was in town early and he was playing a couple of venues. He's playing over at Pearl District and places like that. So he, they were doing some media tours and I had him up in the studio and he had a bag with him and we were just visiting and I, you know, I didn't think anything of it because he was just in town and what he was calling. And we did this interview and had, and he was really, he's a really genuine, good young kid. I mean, he was he's still young. He was a really nice guy. He told some really funny stories about Hollywood and the people there and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, he said, do you drink? And I said, not since they invented the funnel, no. And he just laughed. And and, uh, and I said, no, my wife and I don't drink much at all. But the way things are going, we are willing to learn. Mm. And he goes, well, do you like peanut butter? And I said, yeah. And so he pulled out a bottle of screwball. And he goes, this is just being announced. And it's just going to hit the the stands and I'm, you know, I'm or to the stores, bring it around. And so people can try it. And so he's with here. And so he gave me an, a bottle of screwball and it, it sat there for a couple of days. And then I was on the air with my partner and I said, you know, I, I showed him this and he goes, well, we should try it. And I said, we can't. And he said, yeah, we can. He can't. And he pointed to our, <laughs> to our producer. So we each had a little bit of a, I mean, a thimble full, right? Uh, right at the end of the show. And uh, let me just tell you, the screwball's really good. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> really good. Anyway, that's how we tried that. So I told Tom he needs to come up sometime, bring a few samples, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, maybe, you guys maybe. have fun, Rick. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, for years back when I was, I was talking about the old green beer party, right. <laughs> I couldn't. I'd yeah, sit that, in the that, other that one was a party that yeah, you had to sit out. Right, and I was sitting in there where you are, and I was watching them in here just knocking it back. I'm so, trust me, I know exactly what you're saying. All right, so no, there will be none of that today. There will be no drinking on the radio here today, I promise you. We will have this day in sports history with Bryce, and it'll be completely sober. At 7.50, some high school basketball with Todd Anderson, the Collinsville head coach. And, you know, you go through the season in basketball, and around here we think of Booker T and Broken Arrow because they've been really good. We always think of Memorial. Edison's been good. Holland Hall's rolling. You know, guys like that. And, of course, the, you know, the Jinxes, the Unions, and the Owasos, Brian Montanotti and his, you know, and Jalen out there killing it. So you think of all that. But, you know, Collinsville kind of slipped, on, at least under my radar. And you look around and suddenly, wow, they're really good. Yeah. And so we're going to talk to Collinsville today. Also, it's Tyler Cass from THV 11 in Little Rockies. Our Arkansas Insiders, somehow they found a way to lose to Vanderbilt last night. Mm. <laughs> I said pillow fight, and it, uh, that's pretty much the way it was. Uh, so we'll do all that today. Plus, oh, we got a, a bunch of other stories. Uh, Tulsa's lost a football coach who has moved on to another gig. I'll tell you who that was. ESPN has, uh, and you know, everyone does this. You know, you'll find a website or a something that says, okay, here's the best of this, here's the best of this, whatever. Well, ESPN has named what they said was the best quarterback uh, of the, I think it's the 2000s, okay. and you're familiar with them. I'll tell you exactly who that is. There was news about the Big 12 wrestling championship. The, the best like quarterback of any league or NFL, college? College. Okay. Yeah, during the 2000s. Right. Yeah, thank you for clearing mm-hmm. that up. Uh, the Big 12 wrestling championship is going to hang around here. We have our first NIL deal that I'm truly jealous of. Man, and we'll it took tell, a while. Yeah, it, it did, but we'll we'll tell you about that one as well. So many of those things coming up today. Of course, the Thunder win last night. A couple of big games tonight in basketball. Uh, the OU women can win the Big 12 tonight when they take on Texas. And Jeannie Branchek, who's done such a fantastic job down there, someone asked her yesterday at uh, kind of a preview newser, 
what she thought about having Texas in for this, and it's a big deal. Those two are about to leave the conference, yet they're going to play for what is ostensibly the title in the regular season. They're going to go to the tournament. Oklahoma's already gotten the double bye. Uh, and she had just a fantastic answer to having Texas in town tonight. And I, I just thought it was one of the most heartfelt answers I've seen and heard from a coach. So I want to play that for you today. Uh, the Oilers are in town tonight. Tia women have a big game tonight. They will be um, at Temple which is, God, I love going to, uh, for games there. It is so intense up there. Um, ORU Baseball is home today. They host, I believe it is Wichita State. So we got a lot to talk about here as we roll through what is a Wednesday. OSU spring football roster is released. I haven't had a time to go through it piece by piece. Have you? No, not really. I saw some number changes here and there. Uh, those are probably the biggest things that yeah, I saw. Yeah, Stribling, uh, Stribling to moved to number one. Mm, and I, I really saw like the, the number of things I saw yesterday on social media saying, Every time a Washington State, of course, he's not there anymore, but receiver changes their number and goes to whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, yeah. I goes to it, one. Yeah, it was a Washington State transfer to OSU that changed to one in mm-hmm. year two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that there very was specific. It's, it's worked out pretty well in the past. Yeah, yeah there was something about... Uh, what it, yeah, you know, because Tate Martin did that exact same thing, basically. Yeah, and so. it's and you, they, every time they do that, they have a breakout. You're, hey, look, <laughs> glom to it. I don't care. I mm-hmm. hope so too. And as a matter of fact, I think the guy's going to have a fantastic year. Before he got hurt, I thought he was the best receiver they had. Oh yeah, I don't so. think and he was. And you add him to Brennan, who's already dangerous, and actually toward the end of the year got a lot more attention, and now will be on everyone's radar. And Stribling won't as much because it'll be one of those deals where it'll take a couple of games and he has breakouts, then suddenly it will be him too. But then what are you going to do? Who do you cover? Where do you go? I mean, all those things. Plus, they're not alone. There are other guys, but I just think that's fantastic. Uh, So all that to go today, um, we found out the Iowa and Ohio State women's basketball game has set a record. I'll tell you about that one. Oh, and I just got a text from Frank Sanders Jr. over at Overhead Door. He said he had Troy's eight beer when he was down in Texas. He says, pretty doggone good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he also says, don't tell my wife Troy's in the building. <laughs> <laughs> She'd storm the place. <laughs> I promise, Frank, you don't tell her, I won't tell her. Mm-hmm. And let's hope she's not listening. It is 610 on the Blitz 1170. Um, we had something yesterday, and I want to get to it after the break. I didn't get a chance to yesterday. I actually saw this during the weekend, and sometimes I hesitate to bring things up because of my – um, because of the teams I'm a fan of, and I, I don't want people to get sick of hearing me say it, you know. Yeah. But I mentioned before I'm a fan of Duke, I'm a fan of a And M, I'm a fan of Utah, I'm a fan of USC. All those had different genesis for different reasons. Two of them because of medical situations with my daughter. Uh, one of them because of my daughter's going to school there, and one of them uh, just because that's who I grew up watching. So I have these affinities for these teams that I like, and I uh, but I ha- try to hesitate not to say it. But this one was really funny enough. We need to do it. It has to do with A&M baseball <laughs> and something that happened there that was kind of funny that Bryce had yesterday, and we'll get back into that as well. It is 6-11 here on the Blitz 1170, and, boy, I have great news for you. I have great news for you. Frank Sanders Jr., who just texted me, he and his family have been in the business of overhead doors here in Tulsa since the mid-1960s. And his dad, when he brought it here, they kind of, they kind of brought his dad here because the company here was not doing really well. So they brought his dad in, he cleaned everything up, and they just started kicking, you know, tail. Mm -hmm. 
And if you look up and down city streets, you're going to find an overhead door of Tulsa door on almost every one of those. Well, there was a time when Frank Jr. took over and they began to kind of focus on commercial doors. And I've told you about that for several years. They do things at the airport and for Tulsa Police and Fire and BOK and Amazon and you name it. The people who have to have their doors working, they trust them because they have that expertise. But they had split the residential and commercial divisions, but now it's all back under the Frank Sanders Jr. name. They now are once again residential and commercial. So what that means for you. Is like me or anybody else who lives in town. If you want the most basic door out there or if you want something that actually can improve the look of your house, because believe me, garage doors aren't just garage doors anymore. They're fashion statements, or they can be. Then you have the same fantastic service under one roof of Overhead Door Company Tulsa. They now do the residential again. Frank Sanders Jr. told us he's going to take the same thing he's made in, in residential He's going to put it in commercial. So if, if a customer has an issue, a question, a problem, he personally will take care of this. This is really fantastic news. If you need an opener done, if you need a door recentered, if you need it worked on, if you need it insulated, if you want it just refurbed, they can do that. It's all under one roof, and it's all fantastic. I, I could not be happier because I know the I know what they put into this, and I know how important it is to Frank. You can find them at OverheadDoorCompanyTulsa.com or 918-838-9901. 918-838-9901, oh, pardon me, online at OverheadDoorTulsa.com. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Dan Patrick. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Houston Rockets 112-95 for their sixth straight win. SGA scored 31 points for the Thunder. Jalen Williams had 24, and Chet Holmgren had a double-double with 18 points and 13 rebounds. The Thunder will be at the Spurs tomorrow. The Oklahoma State Cowgirls knocked off 25th-ranked West Virginia 68-61 Tuesday night in GIA. The senior night win gives OSU their seventh conference win and the fourth win over a ranked team in the J.C. Hoyt era. The Cowgirls will be at Baylor on Sunday. And the Cowboy baseball team got dominated by 18th-ranked DBU 14-4 in seven innings. The Pokes fall to 4-4 four four on the season. They'll have their home opener at O'Brate Stadium Friday at 4 against Central Michigan. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. That is Aaron Rothy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We'd love to have you on it. It was a very quiet day there yesterday, so we'd like to kind of correct that and have you back on it today. It is 617. That is Bryce Hulse in the other room. I am Rick Corey in here on the day. We'll be talking a little high school basketball with Todd Anderson from Collinsville and some Arkansas sports, including a great start for baseball and softball and a horrible finish for basketball with Tyler Cass from THV 11 over in Little Rock. You know, I feel for Tyler because when you cover a team, and that's kind of your beat, if you will, and of course, he's in television, so they do a little bit of everything, but, you know, you cover a team and it's your beat and you're there all the time and they're not any good, they're just dreadful at times. I mean, it's just hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to ask, it's hard to come up with a new question, it's hard to be excited. I mean, you do everything you can. You want them to, you know, you you kind of want it to go better, but it's not easy. It's got to be, I mean, right now I got to think they're talking a lot of softball, a lot of baseball, and maybe some high school stuff. Oh, yeah, I'd uh, say so. Although, although, you know, there's hope springs eternal. So as soon as spring gets here, 
you know, you'll talk football again and you'll say, you know, okay, that's a one-off, hopefully, and we'll get back yeah. to where we want to be. But I, I, I just, feel just, for, get, just getting to talk about who's going to play quarterback this year for the Razorbacks. Maybe that can just generate some yeah. excitement of some sort. Maybe more, maybe more so just a distraction. From yeah, things. or maybe more nervousness. Who knows? All yeah. right. So as I mentioned, we had a, a fun story about A and M baseball, and A and M had been in baseball really good a couple of years ago, and they've just kind of hung around the SEC the last year. But they had the was it Tarleton State? They faced Wagner. Wagner, okay. They had Wagner in there, not the city of, but the Wagner baseball team, and something which I've never heard of happened. Yeah, so usually in situations like these, uh, you don't really get a whole lot of big storylines, right, whenever you see a series against a smaller against school. Against Wagner? No, yeah, you against don't. Against Wagner. Yeah. And, uh, but in the sixth inning of their series finale, the Texas a and Wagner, the game was delayed 10 minutes because a Seahawks outfielder was stuck in Bluebell Park's bathroom. <laughs> now that, you, that's, a, that's a first. Right, because you have to ask yourself, doesn't it just open from the inside? Yeah, you'd think. I mean, But the stadium staff at A&M was able to get the player out and resume the game uh, after about 20 minutes or so, or it was about after about 10 minutes or so, they were finally able to get him out. <clears throat> Wagner ended up getting sweeped in the, in the game, mm-hmm. just in case you want to know that. Uh, but my favorite part of all of this is how when they finally got the player back out and they were resuming play, they played over the, the audio board in Bluebell Park a flushing sound. Oh, yeah. So yep. even they, no matter what the situation is, they'll always find a way to get some production in there, which, oh, yeah. I, which I respect. Absolutely. I have been to more than one game at Bluebell. It's a fabulous – first of all, it's a beautiful little park. Secondly, they have an incredible sense of humor from that standpoint. Those fans are good fans. They're loud. They're smart. I was telling you, Bryce, they chant – you know, when a pitcher throws ball, throws a ball, they they chant ball one, ball one, ball one, and if he does it again, ball two, ball mm-hmm. two. And I've been there when it's gotten as high as ball nine, ball nine, ball nine, and you see pitchers get affected by that. And then they do the bubble thing, and it just irritates the hell out of some teams. So they they do bubbles. They have these, you know, it's like as a kid when you would blow bubbles with those little, you know, what was it, the little the jar of basically soap is what yeah, yeah, yeah. it was and you, you know you know blow through mm-hmm. the thing well but they have bubble machines and oh, wow. so they'll put that in there and they'll just clear and then the whole park will be bubbles and they and it looks really cool but it, it sometimes it drives the other team just absolutely mad oh, and delaney only lives about a block and a half from bluebell so she goes quite a bit and you know you know students still get in free or cheap and sometimes free so she goes quite a bit and has a great time over there they're great fans if you've ever if you're ever even in the area just go because it's first of all, it's a great little place. No great, no bad sight lines. It's, it's a lot like O'Brate and any other college baseball stadium. Uh, just beautiful. But there's they are wicked that way. Do you think the other team is just like scrambling through the rule book, going, "Is there anything against bubbles?" Against like, bubbles, why? yeah, yeah. It, it, they're pretty wicked like that. And so that doesn't surprise me. They had a toilet flush. I'm just I'm questioning. I want to know more. How how do you get stuck inside? I mean, the, most bathrooms lock from the inside, but those kinds of facilities generally don't lock at all. On purpose. Yeah, it's not showing or, or with exactly. A key, or maybe with a key so staff could lock them. Maybe it was jammed in some way. That, that would maybe that would be <laughs> my jam best the bathroom guess. door, right? I don't know. I mean, if if you have to go bad enough, I guess just the force slamming behind you. I don't know. Let's uh, let's hope that's not the case. But <laughs> I've never heard of that one being stuck inside. And I did hear the joke once about the uh, the blonde who was stuck for about an hour and a half in her car because she had locked the keys outside. Oh, uh, yeah, and that was that was really difficult. And that's look, if you're blonde, I'm sorry. That's just how I heard the joke. It's six twenty two on the Blitz eleven seventy. <laughs> We're in the Tulsa Oilier studio. We want you on the 
Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. Have you ever heard somebody getting stuck in a bathroom? Not even at work, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Although in hours yesterday, I had to stop to visit the little broadcaster's room on the way out, and the lights had just gone out. Yeah, we got an email from Brett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were... Yeah, yeah. As, and it, I was in there, and the lights, uh, the lights had gone out, and that happens because these lights are on time or not on timers, but on um, motion since, detectors. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes if you if you are standing like at, at the sink in the bathroom, and you maybe you're washing or something like that or whatever, and you stand there too still, the lights will go out. Mm-hmm. And I was in there. The other, I was in there yesterday, and the lights went out. I just, that no big deal. Just, you know, you move on, you go, and I, I come out the door and the lady, there's one lady standing at the lady. She goes, are your lights out in there? And I said, yeah, there are lights out in the women's too. <laughs> they didn't, they weren't, ha- they weren't happy. <laughs> the lights were out in the ladies. And then I got the, I saw the email from Brett. So apparently we had turlet problems here too yesterday. Turlet. Well, it is that kind of a day uh, on this Wednesday here on the Blitz 1170. All right, I, I, I don't know if you heard or not or saw but there was a, a uh, story yesterday. Andy Reid was on a podcast. Andy Reid, by the way, looks like a really nice guy. Seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. Now, when you ask him football questions, you get the most milk toast, most generic, across-the-board answers with almost zero emotion. But mm-hmm. then you see him in the commercials, you know, and you realize he's yeah. kind of funny. And I was listening this morning because I was here so early, and Ben Maller was telling a story this morning at about just after four where he was hosting a show in LA and his producer came to him and said, look, I booked this guy named Andy Reed. And he said, who the hell's Andy Reed? Cause at the <laughs> time he was still, you know, he was fairly young in the coaching profession. He said, well, he's been with the Eagles and some other places and he'd only been an assistant at the time. And he said, well, then why are we having him? Because we're in Los Angeles. We don't care. And they say, well, he's from LA and you know, he's starting to kind of get a career, and I thought it might be fun. So Maller went, I find. So Maller talks to – he interviews Andy Reid. He said they spend 45 minutes talking about nothing but chili cheeseburgers <laughs> because they come on the air, and somehow, as happens when you're doing an interview with somebody, it, that gets brought up somehow. Like maybe mm-hmm. Andy Reid said, well, you know, I was just out there yesterday. Why well, I missed this or whatever. And then they spent the whole time breaking down chili cheeseburgers at Woody's and at, uh, you know, at Carl's Jr., which now is everywhere, but mm. they used to only be out there. And there's some other places out there. Uh, the one, oh, the one that's right by the airport, right by LAX and Sepulveda. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, it's kind of famous, you know, and, and uh, uh, there's the, the uh, Char Grill one and all that. And so they started just doing about that. So Reed seems like a really good guy. So he's on this podcast yesterday, and he was there with Phil Sims, or pardon me, Chris Sims. Uh, and he was asking him about Taylor Swift, and he said, you know, during the year, that got to be such a thing, and there was so much attention. Was there ever a point at which it was too much? Well, here's Andy Reid's answer, and it includes it includes something that I thought was kind of funny. I really didn't worry about it. I, I knew her dad and her mom, and I had met her when she was young. Since the queen has passed away, she might be the most famous woman in the world. I but, don't disagree uh, yeah. with you. You're right. She's so grounded for who she is. Yeah. I think it's a great escape for her. Where she can come in and she sincerely enjoys the games. Yeah. And kind of behind the scenes, she, uh, you know, she likes to cook. So 
she made the offensive lineman these homemade Pop-Tarts. Oh, wow. So it was over. What? Right, Taylor Swift <laughs> yeah. homemade yeah. Pop-Tarts? Yeah, so it was over. She knew right where to go. The right to go. Yeah. Did you get one of them? Yeah, they yeah, it's over. The it's team. over. Right. Did they give you one? <laughs> you know, she didn't give me one. I'm like, <laughs> Damn. And the offensive lineman definitely gave me one. Right. So Taylor Swift made homemade Pop-Tarts for the Chiefs offensive lineman. Just when you thought, you know, everyone in those situations and every mega millionaire star who's got more money than than anyone else will ever need does nothing but parade around and ask people to serve them. She made Pop-Tarts for the offensive line. Yet yes. Coach Reed did not get one. That sounds fascinating what a homemade Pop-Tart would look like. I don't know. I, 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 need, to, I, I need to find that out right now. I have no clue. And, I, you know, you can also remember, you can call a lot of things a Pop-Tart that probably aren't really a Pop-Tart. <laughs> right. I mean, you could actually make something that's more like a kolache. And, and mm. when you get the kolaches in Texas, that's not a real kolache. You get real kolaches in places like Chicago and New York, not the ones in Texas. The ones in Texas are basically rolls with jelly in them. And that's yeah. fine. I mean, it's not that far away from a donut, and that's okay. There's the one store right there on, uh, it's on Highway 35 between Fort Worth and Waco, about halfway down there. And it's it's pretty famous for having their kolaches. But mm. it's I thought that's what it really was. But my wife's family, the, the, the side from Chicago, are Polish. Mm. Their name is Chernich. And so when I we brought them to her once, and she was she wouldn't eat them. Those oh. aren't kolaches. <laughs> I know what those And so are. when we visited her family in Chicago, we had real ones and said, okay, I understand the difference now. Maybe it was more like that, which would yeah. just kind of be almost like a roll with some jelly in it. Yeah, these 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 homemade ones that I found look more like a toaster strudel or something like that. Yeah. A little more which, flaky. You know? Yeah, but if you hand that to Creed Humphrey, do you think he's going to hand it back? <laughs> Creed Humphrey is going like, nah, I, I'm I'm more of an original pop. Yeah, tart right. Guy. I can't Sorry. see. Yeah, I can't. I can't see that. I can see Creed going face down in a pan of them. Yeah, or anybody else that's on the offensive line. And I was honestly, thinking, if Taylor Swift gives me anything, I don't care what it looks like. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, sure. I mean, you can't say no to Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, I I'm really happy to know that you're okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, who's going to be the guy to be like, no, Taylor Swift, this looks awful. Like, who's well, going to actually do that? You know? I just want to make I want to make sure next time Taylor offers you something, you're really nice about it. I do. <laughs> I was thinking though, before I forget it, because my schedule's so busy right now, is let's make sure we write down that we do everything we can to get a hold of Creed Humphrey during this off season. I'd love to have him on the show, just have him come up, or you know, just kind of knock around. As a matter of fact, we could invite back the offensive lineman we've had on before and do another offensive line show. I love doing oh, that. Yeah. We talk enough about receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks. Let's talk about the people who, who you know, grind and grunt. And <laughs> they're people too. <laughs> they're not just people. <laughs> they're players. Too. Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> let's let's get let's talk about the guys who work for a living. Mm-hmm. I know that everybody works. By the way, I got a text from Darren, my friend, who said that uh, it's in West Texas, and he doesn't mean West in a direction. There is a city there called West. Texas, that's halfway down between Fort Worth and Waco on 35, and that's where this the uh, kind of world famous, if you will, I know world famous, famous down there shop is that sells the kolaches. So yeah. if you happen to ever be down that direction, you know, one of these days, maybe maybe later in my career. God, I'm already late in my career. What am I saying? <laughs> I just need to do a bus trip together and just take people to the places I like to eat. Yeah, you just, all right, get on the bus. We're going to spend a few days. We'll have to go to a couple of hotels, but, you know, we're only going to go to the places that I've <laughs> you can, you can like tour. You could do like a Seinfeld's comedians and cars getting coffee, yeah. that, that type of thing. Yeah, like my radio hosts. Listeners and buses eating food. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Got if, a plan. if you would sign up, let me know at 918 262 5072. I promise I'm going to take you some places 
that you're going to have some, oh boy, Blue Star over in Amarillo comes to mind already. Golden Shore over there. Oh my God, I'm, my list is growing. 6.30 on the Blitz 1170. So is my waist, but that's just the way it is. All right, so when we come back, there's been a ranking by ESPN of the best quarterbacks during the 2000s. You may be surprised, and maybe not, by who's number one, but you're going to recognize the name. I'll tell you about that next, right here on the Blitz 1170. Don't look now, but the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. In college softball last night, the OSU Cowgirls got the sweep over South Dakota State in their home opener, winning the first contest 11-2 and the second 10-0. The Cowgirls will host Seattle this Friday at 3 p.m. In college basketball last night, Vanderbilt got the win over Arkansas at Bud Walton Arena, 85-82. 16th-ranked Kentucky beats Mississippi State, 91-89, thanks to the game-winning two by Reed Shepard. And BYU upset 7th-ranked Kansas in Fog Allen to snap the Jayhawks' 19-game home winning streak, 76-68. Tonight, the Oklahoma Sooners will be on the road as they look for their 20, 20th win this season. They'll be at 8th-ranked Iowa State. Tip-off for that one is at 7 o'clock. And there'll be basketball here on the Blitz as Oklahoma State will host UCF. That one's at 7 with a 6 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz 1170. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. Always do. 636 on the Blitz 1170. Also by text at 918-262-5072. That's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. You're welcome on it at any time. You heard, the, the as the commercial says or the promo says, you have a comment, you have a complaint, you have a moral conundrum. We haven't had one of those yet, but I'd like to help. Uh, I, I did look it up, Bryce. Bryce Olson, the next room. I'm Rick Corey. Uh, one of the places in West Texas, in West, the city, West Texas, is called the Check Stop, C-Z-E-C-H, because West Texas, the city, is um, has a very heavy Czech population for whatever reason. They just, you know, like in mm. San Marcos, there's a lot of German population there, uh, which is why there's some really good German restaurants. And then in, the, in West, for whatever reason, there was a lot of uh, Czech. So there was that place. And then there's the, the other one. This is the one I like. It's Slovacek's. Slovacek's is a sausage maker, uh, if you will, in Texas, and their sausage is unbelievably good. Mm. And so I've stopped there before. They've got a meat market and a sausage market and all those kinds of things. But it's worthwhile if you're ever heading on down uh, Highway 35. All right, at 637, I was mentioning ESPN, uh, and I like, you know, it, it, these are subjective. I understand that. But ESPN put out the ranking of the best quarterbacks in the 2000s. And it's got some names, as you can imagine. And I'm talking college football. So if you just think back through the 2000s in college football, what names popped to mind for you? Uh, well, I, was, I was thinking over the break, I'll rattle off four. Vince Young, Jason White, Sam Bradford, and Tim Tebow. Yeah, those are all good ones. I immediately thought of Burrow. Uh, oh, is this the 2010s? Mm, well, it's kind of the whole things. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, since 2000. Yeah. Okay, and, never mind. And, and there's, so there's a lot of guys in there I thought of as well. Uh, actually, you know what? They might have just, it might be 2010 on. I'll have to take another look. But I, I just saw 2000s when I first looked at it. Mm. All right, so let me give you the top 10 in reverse order because there are some of these that I was surprised by myself. Number 10, Robert Griffin III. Now, he okay. was one of those guys, and he got hurt in the NFL. I think he was used wrong initially, and he got hurt. 
but it's too bad that he's one of those dudes who had the college career that you looked at and thought that skill set, even though his movement was a little dangerous and you didn't want him to get hurt by running the football, you saw him throw such great deep balls. And I thought, all right, guy's got a chance, right? And then he got he gets hurt early, and you know, and his NFL career was not very good. Uh, in college, over ten thousand yards passing, sixty-seven percent completion rate, seventy-eight touchdowns to seventeen interceptions, and he rushed for twenty-two hundred yards and thirty-three touchdowns. Man. And that is solid. Yeah, that's as solid as you can be. I, I looked up the list, and it said I haven't looked through it, but it just says the top eighty quarterbacks of the two mm-hmm. thousands, and it yeah. has. Yeah, it has yeah. guys from the two thousands and the twenty. That's what I thought. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine, they have Marcus Mariota, and you know I know he was good at Oregon. But there was something about that guy that I never felt like he was mm-hmm. the he was that all that in a bag of chips. But he was at Oregon. I mean, again, he almost had eleven thousand yards passing, same sixty seven percent completion rate. He was fantastic. Number eight, Lamar Jackson at Louisville. Yeah, and it's oh, easy yeah. to forget because they didn't have mega success during that time. You know that twenty the, the beginning of that twenty sixteen season was just oh, incredible yeah. to watch. Him. It was. Now he, you know, when it comes to like completion percentage, he was ten percentage points below the other two guys. Sixty nine touchdowns, twenty seven picks. Not quite as not quite the same. But he was also playing with lesser athletes, really, for the most part of that time. Mm-hmm. Number seven, they have Kyler Murray from A and M and Oklahoma. Of course, he, you know, he was horribly misused at A and M. I was. So irritated by what Kevin Sumlin and the staff did to Murray down there, which has led to him leaving, of course, in Oklahoma and A&M ostensibly swapping quarterbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but he threw for over 5,400 yards. Again, completion rate was really good at 67%. Number six, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And see, he didn't come right to mind, but he should have because at Clemson he was fantastic. Yeah. He really, truly was. National he, champion. Yeah, yeah again, so. again, 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 a guy over 10,000 yards. And again, the exact same 67% completion rate. So three of the last four have had 67% completion rates, which is one of those weird things. Uh, Joe Burrow, number five, that's who I thought of first. Uh, again, over almost, not quite 10,000, but almost 9,000 passing yards. Tebow uh, comes in at number yeah, four on this list, and he was obviously tremendous. He had 2,900 rushing yards and 57 rushing touchdowns because he was able to do that so well. Vince Young, good mm-hmm. call on Vince. He was number three. And you know what? When I remembered Vince's career, I just remembered him moving and running and all those things. He th- he threw for over six thousand yards, but his completion rate was sixty-two percent. That's mm-hmm. higher than I remembered it being. Now his touchdown to interception ratio was not great. It was forty-four uh-huh. to twenty-eight, and he rushed, but he did rush for over three thousand yards. So he too very good. Number two, Cam Newton, the <laughs> Lights, brawler, camera in action. Yeah, the brawler with the stupid <laughs> hat. There oh. was a time where it was a little more fun, right? <laughs> Well, there was a time when he was really good. I mean, he and mm-hmm. Gus together down at Auburn were really good. His completion percentage at 65%. His TD to interception ratio, remember, he only had really one breakout or one and a half breakout years. 30 touchdowns, seven picks. He, he was the first guy I was talking to my cousin when we, we went to a TU basketball game not that long ago, talking about Johnny Manziel occasionally mm-hmm. for, you know, just how that was such a firestorm in terms of really becoming a celebrity in college yep, football. right. I think Cam Newton was the first player that I remember in my lifetime that I actually remember, you know, in terms of when I was interested in college football, Mm -hmm. seeing a guy just take the world by storm the way he did in 2010. I I think of that with Lamar 
because he had that same thing. And, and the way the way they ta- they actually write it here, and I think that's right. It said, "Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest single season supernova the sport has seen." Mm. Because really, you know, he had been a backup for Tebow at Florida, and oh. nobody really knew who he was. Then he goes to Blend Junior College, where you know they 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 grow him good down there, and he won a national junior college title. Then he lands with Gus at Auburn, and that was really lightning in a bottle because Gus's mm. offense. You know, it fit great here at Tulsa, and he and he molded it. Oh, one thing I will say about Gus, I've said you've heard me say before, guys can coach to their philosophy or their talent, and many will coach to their philosophy when their talent doesn't match, and it costs them jobs. I've seen more than one coach lose a job here because of that. But that's not who Gus was. He was a guy who, now he has a philosophy, but if you can't do it, neither will he. And when he had Paul Smith and when he had David Johnson, those guys aren't runners. I mean, Paul could move, and he would probably be offended if I say that. Paul, he, he did what he called getting skinny, where he would run the ball. And, he, you know, he didn't run for 2,000 yards, but he had very important runs. The Fresno run in the in the bowl game, <clears throat> the quarterback sneak against San Jose. He had some really important runs. But, you know, Paul was not a guy who would break out and do what Cam Newton does. So Gus adjusted his offense. When he had McFadden at Arkansas, he adjusted his offense. When he had Cam, he adjusted his offense, and he allowed him to be that guy. And it took them for their first national championship since 57. So that was, I, I thought, a really good year. But number one, according to ESPN, Baker Mayfield. Yep. <laughs> 14,607 yards, 69% completion rate. 131 touchdowns, 30 picks, 1,000 rushing yards, 21 rushing TDs. Uh, And it says that Newton, Young, and Burrow had the best seasons, but Baker had the best career. Mm. You know, he's at Texas Tech. He loses the job to injury, comes to Oklahoma. They had not won an outright conference title at that time since 2010. He takes him to three in a row, three top five finishes, two college football playoff bids, uh, and then he had that that uh, that senior season of almost five thousand yards and forty eight touchdowns to win the Heisman. Yeah, and you know his name came to mind to me. I I didn't think of him as number one immediately, but when you start reading through all that, I certainly can't argue. Yeah, because it's like he's not he hasn't popped up yet, so it's got to be right. Uh, mm-hmm. After he finished up, I said that he was the best I'd ever seen personally. But what's funny is as the year started going by, I mean, even just that next year with Kyler Murray, some of the stuff that Kyler would do, I'd be thinking, man, if he had just a slightly better defense, kind of like they were the year before, maybe they beat Georgia. You know, if, if we're talking about this year's Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. So I, I started kind of questioning it fairly quickly. But, you know, again, like when you bring up the argument and you bring up the stats, it's he, he just seemed like a guy that was so hard to slam the door on. Uh, you could just never count him out. You know the reason I would take him over Kyler Murray? It's his what? team base. This is the dude who planted the flag in the middle of the field at Ohio State. And look, I'm not I don't I've never met Kyler Murray. I I, I don't have any idea. I just get this feeling that he's fairly self centered. And maybe I'm wrong. But I just get this feeling that Kyler Murray's about Kyler Murray. Now I think he's a hell of a player. And I think he's got fantastic talent. And if he stays healthy in Arizona, he's done some remarkably good things. Mm -hmm. But when I see Baker Mayfield, I see a team guy. I see a guy who, if you ask him to jump in and play defensive end, would. And if you ask Kyler Murray, he'd just say, yeah, it's not my job. That's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, he's he's certainly uh, 
played with that when it comes to his time at Arizona, I think. I mean, with some of the issues that they've had here and there, I'm sure that that's been brought up occasionally. <laughs> I don't know. But 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 I think the way that I perceive it is I think they are just polar opposite oh, yeah. personalities. They are. And so, you know, one, one of my best OU friends, I would always talk to him about, you know, just the way that OU fans gravitate towards Baker as opposed to Kyler, even mm. though they had very similar, uh, again, seasons in terms of 2017 and 2018, those single seasons, very similar, and why no one ever really appreciates Kyler Murray in the way they do Baker. I've always thought of it as just a personality thing because Kyler is so reserved. And again, yeah. it, it can come off as pretty selfish. I, under, I understand how and it can come off that not. way. maybe he's not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but it can come off that way to some people. I understand that. But I think it's just such a polar opposites when it comes to personality, whereas Baker, again, planting the flag and, you know, he had some questionable stuff, but he was <laughs> but, but he was a, a big personality that was, uh, you know, pretty electric. Baker's your buddy. Baker's your friend. Baker would buy you a beer. Baker mm-hmm. would help you, you know, build your deck in the backyard. Baker would come to your house and help you move furniture, and he wouldn't even ask for pizza. I mean, that's that's to me, that's kind of the guy he is. And in the mean, in the meantime, Kyler is the dude who's really quiet and over in the corner. And again, I don't know. It's just, it's just a, I don't know, just a feeling. All right. So text us at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. Sooner fans or anybody else, which one would you take if you were starting a team? Would you take Baker? Or would you take Kyler? Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. And I also believe personally, because of Tyler, uh, Kyler's height, I would take Baker for for that. And I, I think both of them are, you know, do a good job with accuracy. I think ba- Baker, in my opinion, has been a more accurate guy generally. Although I know he mm-hmm. threw some picks at Oklahoma, he did that because he's just overly confident in himself. But it just again, that's just me. I've never met Kyler Murray. I have no idea. It's probably an unfair assessment. It's just a feeling I get. I just wanted to run through a couple of the others here in this list, though. Like Trevor Lawrence, they rank at 11. Colt McCoy at 12. You talk about a guy who got the most out of a limited amount of activity, of, of athletic ability. Colt McCoy. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Is, you know, the guy threw for 13,000 yards. And Colt and Paul Smith are the same guy. They literally mm-hmm. are the same guy. They're about all the same. The number. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're about the same size. Mm-hmm. They're the same guy. Had Paul been at Texas, he'd have had the same kind of success, in my opinion. And Colt been at Tulsa, I think he'd have been great in that offense that Gus had, where Paul threw over five thousand yards. You know, in a season. I, I just think, I think McCoy is a guy who's fascinating. I've interviewed him before. He's a really good young man too. He fascinates me. They have List Manzel at thirteen and uh, whew, wasted talent. Mm. Kellen Moore at Boise at fourteen. Does that surprise oh, yeah. you? Uh, not, like in terms of being that high, no, not at all. I mean, those those Boise teams that brings back some nostalgia with th- him throwing to Titus Young mm-hmm. back in the day and those 2009 to 2011 Boise yep. State teams. Like that was a a time to be alive for sure. Uh, Fourteen thousand, almost fifteen thousand yards, seventy percent completion percentage. Gosh. They have Bradford at fifteen, Jameis Winston at sixteen, Matt Leinard at seventeen. Talk about a guy who topped out in college. Mm. Andrew Luck at eighteen, Jaden Daniels at nineteen. And then Bryce Young at twenty, so that mm-hmm. is their top twenty. And that's, I mean, now you're leaving out Tua and C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams and Carson mm-hmm. Palmer and Philip Rivers and Case. I mean, God, it goes on and on and on. The people who get left out, but hey, somebody's got to be in the top, yeah. right? Think, and, think about if Caleb Williams was able to. I mean, if he stays at OU, I mean, if they're able to kind of work something out to where, of course, you want a Heisman, but mm-hmm. in terms of team accolades and not being at a laughing stock. Yep. I mean, just how much would that be enough to really push him over the edge? Because everyone 
loves him so much in yep. terms of the the talent that he brings. That, that's really fascinating to think about. I think personally of the players I've seen in my career, he's the most talented college quarterback I've ever seen from every aspect. He can mm. throw it. He has touch. He has he has feeling. He slides in the pocket. He feels pressure without looking. He has everything you'd want from my perspective, from the talent standpoint. Again, I've never met him. I don't know him personally. I don't know what his mental makeup will be when he goes to the right. NFL. And when you go to the NFL, talent is only one half of this. The other is how can you handle this mentally? Can you handle the reads? Can you handle the pressure? Can you handle everything that comes with it? Can you handle the money and the success? Mm -hmm. Can you handle the attention? Can you keep all that in perspective enough that on the field you're Aaron Rodgers? Because as yeah. much as I'm—Rodgers is a nutcase at times, when he's out there and he's playing, his he's focus, on. his ability there is, in my opinion, almost unmatched. Mm -hmm. And so if you can be that guy, Aikman was like that, you know, and, and completely unaffected by what happened off the field. And, and Rodgers can do all the weird stuff and then go out there on a Sunday and dominate somebody. Can Caleb Williams do that? Because to me, as an NFL quarterback— Mental is as important as any physical tool. Yeah. 651 on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce. Also, I'm Rick. Corey, you're welcome to agree or disagree. 918-262-5072. I am shocked our text board hasn't lit up with who would you take, Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield, all right? Uh, let us know. 918-262-5072. It's your the Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We'll have this day in sports history with Bryce next, followed by a little not sports right here on the Blitz 1170. You can take the Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with the Blitz 1170 app. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Houston Rockets 112-95 for their sixth straight win. Shea Gilgis-Alexander scored 31 points for the Thunder. Jim Williams had 24, and Chet Holmgren had a double-double with 18 points and 13 rebounds. The Thunder will be at the Spurs tomorrow. The Oklahoma State Cowgirls knocked off 25th-ranked West Virginia 68-61 Tuesday night in GIA. The senior night win gives OSU their seventh conference win and their fourth win over a ranked team in the J.C. Hoyt era. The Cowgirls will be at Baylor on Sunday. And tonight, the Oklahoma Sooners will be on the road looking for their 20th win of the season. They'll be at 8th-ranked Iowa State. Tip-off for that one is at 7 o'clock. And tonight here on the Blitz, the Oklahoma State Cowboys will host UCF. That one tips off at 7 with a 6 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz 1170. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.